got so little time But I feel like you knew me I keep my mouth shut but Think they'll see right through me As it's all been one big loss Hell, it's all because of us If only they knew me The way that you knew me Well, it all has been left up Hi there, and welcome to episode two of Dog's Best Friend. I am your host, Beige. I hope everyone has had a lovely week with their dogs, uh, or you have just decided to have a lovely week looking at dogs, or just all about dogs. I know there's been dogs in your life somewhere along the way, so um, otherwise you probably wouldn't be listening to this show. Uh, Okay, so last week we spoke about my introductory, and um, we showed everyone who I am and why I do what I do. Now, let's get into the nitty-gritty of it all. Okay, now it's time to learn a little tool known as a reward marker, which is what we're going to use to show our dogs when we think they've done something that we like, and then we can reward them for that. So straight up, I'm going to let you all know that this is a um, food-based reward. So... Now, first things first, a lot of people are like, oh, I don't want to feed my dog all this extra food to train them and whatever. I don't use treats as such to train my dog or to make my dog feel good or anything like that. I use my dog's recommended daily intake. So, for example, say if my dog is um, you know, allocated 400 grams of dry food per day. Uh, and to be honest, it's not far off that. Like, he's it's... Uh, 360 or 370 or whatever grams of dry food for my dog. So I measure that out actually the night before. Now this is just what I do um, and you can have a listen and have a think and it could make sense for you. But what I do is I take that dry food and I measure it out the night beforehand and what I do is I separate it because I like to give my dog certain um, food-based toys throughout the day, that sort of thing, like chew on this, feel good. Because when a dog's chewing and getting that food into its mouth, it's releasing the serotonins in their brain, which is relaxing them and making them feel good. So if I then go, all right, I'm leaving the house, and my dog's like, hey, I don't want you to go without me for some reason today. I'll throw him a stuffed Kong that I've made using that food that I've separated and put into the different things, and that way he can chew on that and feel good about me leaving the house. So every time I leave the house, he's like, hey, I get this awesome fun thing. So instead of being like, oh, I don't want my dad to leave the house, he's like, hey, hey, dad, are you going yet? <laughs> it's not really that extreme, but it does help him to feel better when I do leave the house or if I'm having people over and he's a bit anxious or um, confused about why there's so many different two-leggeds at our house. I can then throw him out in the backyard, not not throw him, but place him in the backyard uh, and give him one of these stuffed Kongs. So, what? yeah, I like to use the food the food uh, toys and things like that. Uh, just to, okay, let's do that. Let's talk about uh, food-based toys and things like that first. So, using that recommended daily intake. So, halving it and putting it into different things like um, wobblers or treat balls or dispensers or anything like that that are going to slowly feed your dog throughout the day. Because if your dog is eating your, their food within like, you know, five seconds of you pouring it into a bowl, that's also not that healthy for them either. So I, I don't actually give my dog um, 
uh, meal times or anything like that. It's just random, random food throughout the day, and he gets that intake as it as I see fit. Now, if I think like, oh, you know, he's a bit hungry or something like that, you know, I'll chop up some carrots or some apples or something like that. And that way he can pack out and fill up, but he's not getting any of the extra calories that he would be getting from the dry foods or the meats and that sort of stuff that you would normally be feeding your dog. And that way he feels full, he is full, and it's still healthy for him. So it's how you can still use the food-based methods and keep a nice trim dog because you don't want to end up with the big fat dog who can't get up off the couch and get around and move around because it's just not healthy and it's not a fun way to live. And let's be honest, we get the dogs, we want to be out and active with them. Unless, of course, you've got a dog that doesn't like to go out and be active. I mean, anyone with a Labrador could tell you (laughs) that it's always not that easy. But I just got back from a giant walk with my dog. So, you know, and he just ran around with this tiny little dog. I love this tiny little dog, Tilly, that he ran around with. Such an adorable thing. But anyway, um, so splitting that food up and separating it, doing fun things with your food will help your dog with that intake. Like, so I separate that. And I, like I said, I, I'll then use boiling hot water and I'll soak down my dry food and I'll pack Kongs and put them in the freezer and I'll get like, you know, half an hour out of this one classic Kong. Um, and I've got a few of them that I keep throughout the day. So uh, if anyone out there has any questions or uh, is willing, wanting to learn more about the packing of the Kongs and making them stretch out and last longer, hit me up because it's not always as easy as just throwing, oh, there's some dry food in the Kong. Oh, my dog ate it in a couple of seconds. Of course they did. All they did was move it and it fell out. But there is different ways to, to make it yum, make it fun, and get them involved in it so that way they're chewing it and they're feeling a lot better about it and using those wobblers and things like that. So you've separated your food, you've done this with your intakes um, of your dogs. Now, if you want to give your dog a little bit extra, I like to chop up some, like I said, carrots and apples, but I also mix them in with the dry food, I boil them, and then the dry food gets all smelly and soft, and it just makes everything a bit fun. So then, when it comes time to using the food to train my dog to do something, or if I'm using it for the reward marker, the feel good, he's done something right, and I'll get onto reward markers, like I said, in a second. Um, I can give him his reward marker and then I can pay him with like a piece of carrot. But to him, it tastes like, you know, ham mixed with dry food and all sorts of random stuff because it has been soaking in there overnight. So, you know, things like that definitely help out. So, like I said last week, I say this word to my dog to let him know that he's done the right thing. It's called a reward marker. So anyone out there who's familiar with like a uh, clicker, so like you'll go click the clicker and the dog will be like, hey, all right, that means reward. It's like that. But this way you don't have to have the clicker with you at all times because let's be honest, you're sitting on the couch at night and your dog's done something that you really love. Your clicker's in the other room with your treats. You're not going to click it. Your dog's not going to know they're doing the right thing. So... I picked a word. My dog's also clicker trained as well, and I've also got it on a hand signal, so I can just give him a thumbs up, and it means, hey, you did the right thing. There you go. So that way, if I'm in a position where I can't say my reward marker out loud, like it might be somewhere we have to be quiet, you don't want to use a clicker and that sort of stuff, I can just give him the hand signal. Good boy. You're being quiet. You've done the right thing. There you go. And then I reward him for that. And when I I say reward, it's just giving one piece of food. So... Let's choose our reward markers now as a group. Um, I highly recommend not choosing mine um, because your reward marker is something that you're going to have to say on a daily basis to your dog. And if you choose a reward marker that 
you end up not liking, you're stuck with it. Well, not stuck with it. You can change it later. But my dog responds so well to his reward marker, I don't want to change it on him. Um, and it is quite an annoying reward marker, as you all heard last week. It's K. And I have to say it high-pitched because I decided to use K in, as like a, you know, okay, you did the right thing. But you'd be surprised at how many people shorten the word okay to K. So I had to make it high-pitched. Like I've got some friends who have yes and good. So it has to be yes and good. Um, so you've got to think about what you're going to say. Um, there's a heap that I've found that works uh, and we've done it as a group with people uh, and we know that they work. So we've got um, like tick, like tick, you did the right thing. Congratulations, check. Um, treat, bic, short for biscuit, um, pop, Pop works quite good, actually, as long as you're not around anyone like a grandparent or something that gets called Pop or Poppy. So it's a word that you're not going to use on a daily basis and just one syllable long. It's like short and sweet. Um, my brother-in-law, actually, when we were doing this, he's like, I don't know anyone named Jeff, so let's make Fergus's reward marker Jeff. So now his is Jeff, just in case someone around is named Jeff. They, don't, they can still distinguish between Jeff and Jeff. And the dogs get that. So now we've picked a word. So I hope you've all picked one. Um, even if you've paused it and had a good think about it uh, and come up with something different, let me know what you've come up with. If you've come up with something different, just be a little bit careful if you're going with like the zips and zaps and things like that because zip does sound a lot like sit to a dog. So if you're going zip as a reward marker, when you ask your dog to sit, they might be going, yeah, I did the right thing. And they're not doing anything. Um, so just have a real good think about what you're going to choose and now we're going to show you how to teach it okay so we've picked our award marker let's just use tick for example right now so we need to teach our dog that tick means food entering the mouth so when your dog does something you like the food to associate food with that behavior so the food is like hey i've done something right it has to be in their mouth in 0.4 seconds now, I can't get my hand in my treat pouch and let alone in 4.0 seconds, let alone food into my dog's mouth in 4.0 seconds. So that word marks what you've done. So as soon as your dog does something you like, you say the word. But they need to know what the word means. So what we're going to do is put food on the floor. Just drop the food on the floor. As soon as their mouth closes around that food, so their tongues touch that food, you say the word. So it'll be food on the floor, mouth goes around it, tick, as soon as, they, as, soon as their mouth closes around it. And you do that like, you know, 10, 15, 20, 30 times. Now, they might not pick it up the first time. A lot of dogs will. So the only way to know that if your dog has picked up their reward marker is you've done that, you know, X amount of times, just sitting on the couch at night while they're, there's not much going on. So they're not distracted by a lot of things. So as soon as their mouth touches it, tick, tick, tick. And then don't throw the food down on the ground and just say the word. And you're looking for, the, like, so the dog's not looking at you. The dog's just sort of just laying about doing nothing. You say, tick, and then bang, they look at you within a second. They're like, hey, what? You said the word. Where's my food? That means they know what that word means. Now, every time you say this word, you have to give your dog a piece of food. So I highly recommend getting a treat pouch or, or something like that where you can have the food on you, especially while teaching this. 
because just kicking around the house, you'll be surprised at how many times you want to actually reinforce your dog for doing the right thing. Because if your dog is being reinforced for doing the right thing, they're more likely to not do, in your mind, the wrong thing. I say in your mind because a dog, like I said in last episode, they don't know right from wrong. Um, it's it's humans that put out the right and wrong. Dogs just do things that will benefit them, and that's it. Like that, that's what an animal does. They do things that benefit them. So, as soon as you say the word "tick" and they look at you, you need to give them food. Once a dog is a little bit more advanced, you don't have to get the food straight away. I can reward mark my dog in the backyard and not have any food on me, and then be like, "Oh, okay." Walk you to the fridge, go and get some food, and then go back and give it to him. But he is that little bit more advanced because I've been doing this for quite some time with him. Okay, so we've taught our dog our award marker. How do we keep it reliable and successful? By giving them food every time we say the word. So we're in the kitchen. We're chopping up some vegetables. Your dog's walking around on the floor and he's walking around the kitchen. Do you want your dog in the kitchen? Yeah, of course you do. There's nothing wrong with that. Now, your dog jumps up on the bench to get the food. You don't want that. So, best way to prevent this is before your dog even jumps on the bench, while your dog's walking around in the kitchen doing nothing at all, reward mark them because they're doing the right thing. What are they doing? They're walking around doing nothing. So, tick, feed your dog. So, have that treat pouch ready and accessible for that reason. Okay, so you've taught your dog your reward marker. You have it nice and reliable. So every time you say the word, you are now giving them a yummy piece of food from our mixed up food that we've chosen and made earlier. Uh, whether it be dry food, a piece of carrot rolled around in dry food or some nice yummy uh, ham or something like that. So every time you're saying your reward marker, tick, you're feeding your dog. Have a play with it. Every time you see your dog doing something you like, if your dog is just laying there relaxing, um, just chilling out, reward mark them. It's Why not practice it while sitting on the couch at night watching TV? Your dog's sitting there. It's not running amok. It's not running around the house taking all things that you don't want it to be taking that, of course, it's going to take if it gets the opportunity because it might be bored. Give it its reward marker. Let it know it's doing the right thing. Feed it. Keep those behaviors that your dog is offering freely reliable. Why? Why just wait until you're asking your dog to do something if they're offering you up a nice, free, reliable behavior that they're just doing every day anyway, reward them for it. Let them know they're doing the right thing because how else are they going to know that that's what you want? You're constantly being like, oh, don't do this, get out of this, move away from that. If you start rewarding them for things that they do already that you consider as a good thing, now I'm just saying things and stuff and things like that because everyone is different. So if you don't want your dog jumping up onto the couch next to you, you would be reward marking your dog as it's getting towards the couch, that kind of thing. Um, I'll get into jumping on couches probably in another episode because I want to do some other stuff shortly. But um, things like that. So uh, my house, my dog's allowed on the furniture whenever he wants. So if he comes up onto the couch and lays down next to me, you know, and he lays down quietly and calmly... I'll just reward mark him. Okay, there you go. Good boy. So use your reward marker everywhere and anywhere possible. And every time you say your word, 
you can then give your dog a piece of food to keep it nice and reliable because that's what we want to do. Nice, reliable reward marker means nice, easy training with our dogs. If they know what that word means, they're going to be going, hey, how am I going to get mummy and daddy to say this word? Um, and I do, I use my word everywhere, even as annoying as it is, I use it out in public. Mind you, I've also got my dog trained on a clicker and also trained on a hand signal. So if I give him the thumbs up, he knows he's done the right thing. Um, just so if I don't feel like saying my word somewhere, I can just thumbs up. Yep, good boy. You've done the right thing there. Now, um, that's teaching of the reward marker out of the way. So if anyone has any questions, uh, feel free to hit me up. I am going to record a video uh, later and I'll probably post it up on the... Um, Twitter site at the moment, uh, and then I'll work out how to do the YouTube later. I've got it set up. I just haven't figured it out yet. So once I get that all sorted and edited properly, I'll do that. I might even do a few of these things on Periscope here and there. So if you follow me on the Twitter, which is um, at dogsbf pod um yeah i'll be uh, throwing up some periscope stuff here and there as well just um either me and sticks down at the dog park or with a couple of other dogs as well that i know of um okay so guys i said that i was going to start doing a uh weekly uh dog of the week uh, and that way we can sort of just get to know everyone else's dogs as well because look, don't get me wrong i love meeting new people and i love finding new people but I really love meeting new dogs because, <laughs> let's be honest, it, me, I absolutely love finding somebody who loves their dog. If you're a person who absolutely loves dogs, there's a fantastic chance that I'm going to like you as well. So I uh, I put the question out there for Dogs of the Week and I got... I got a, a pup of the week, a dog of the week. Uh, I've seen photos and I've heard little bits and pieces of this dog in the past and I already was in love with this dog because it's a pretty cool dog. So um, thank you very much, Nina Sclafani of uh, the podcast of A Means to an End, A Means to an End podcast, I should say, sorry. Um, and if you're not listening to A Means to an End, please jump on there and have a listen because those guys are awesome. So um, Nina and Andy Sclafani have a beautiful dog named Max. Now, Max is 17 pounds. Now, I had to look this up because I'm not too good with my conversions. I have a feeling that converts to around 8 kilograms, which is really lightweight. <laughs> I had no idea Max was that light. Um, so, you'll have to correct me if I'm wrong there, Nina, or if I've done that conversion really wrong, because 17 pounds is really lightweight. So, I need to have a chat with you guys about how to use your daily intake because obviously your daily intake is going to be so much different to mine because if I've done that conversion right, if you've got a seven kilogram puppy versus me, oh sorry, seven kilogram dog, so I should say because Max is a nine-year-old dog, um, which is great because the methods that we're using, it works on every animal, size, shape, form, age, no matter what because it, using it all positive and doing it all happy, um, they're they're going to be offering you these things already. And nine years old, a little bit easier as well because all, all that crazy puppy's out of them. Um, now, <laughs> that's really lightweight because um, like I've mentioned in the past, my dog sort of fluctuates between uh, somewhere around 41 and 45 kilos. He's a big puppy. Um, so Max, on the other hand, is a very small puppy. So we'll definitely be having that chat about the daily intake and the best ways to pack out that food so you can get the most benefits out of it. 
and a few other things that'll help along the way. Um, now, Max is this absolutely beautiful, fluffy uh, Havalasa mix. I, I think I'm saying that right. It's a, a breeds, couple of breeds that I've never really been able to pronounce. Uh, absolutely adorable thing. <laughs> He's really, really cute in the face. He's like nice and fluffy and everything. He's really good family dog. And the best thing is... Um, I'm pretty sure they've announced it. I'll double check and make sure I don't have to edit this. So they are also pregnant at the moment. So the other thing that we're going to be working on with Max is introducing a baby into the household, which is going to be so exciting and a lot of fun because, let's be honest, dogs are awesome, but so are babies. Babies are pretty freaking cool as well. Um, so getting Max ready for his new arrival in the family because that is going to be a massive dynamic change for Max because he's always had just the two owners in the house and now... He's going to have something that it's not all about you anymore, Max. So we'll be teaching Max how to transition into being a big brother. And um, the other thing as well, what we're going to do is, if it's all right with these guys, is I'll check in with them every now and then to see Max's progress. Being first dog of the week has a lot of responsibility because I'm going to come back to Max and check on his progress. So along with that, Nina has also sent through a question for Max. So Max is a bit of an escape artist. So, likes to get out and have a bit of an adventure and see what's going on because he loves to interact with the world and get out there and see what's happening. So, first things first, what we need to do is make sure that, and, and I know you've probably done this and I'm not trying to tell you what you can and can't do, but just make sure the yard's secured for when you're not home. Um, so, like, I'm not talking about, oh, no, the gate's left open or he slipped out the front door or something like that. Just, if he's in around the house, just, just to make sure he can't escape because the worst thing we want is for him to get out and get lost. So obviously being registered, phone numbers, all that sort of stuff on Max, just in case. Um, you know, nine years old, he's obviously still around. So what I took from uh, the question I have here is he escapes, but we're terrified that he's going to just run away. So I see it as a kind of a recall thing. Um, and you'll have to correct me if I'm wrong, guys. But So when Max gets out... I think the best thing for you guys would to be would be practice like not doing the, oh, no, Max, no, and then running after him because if you start running after your dog, what's the first thing you're going to do? Why am I asking this question like that? Because you guys can't answer me straight away. Um, I can see you over there casually putting your hand up. Yes, you are correct. Uh, if you run after your dog, your dog is just going to go, what a wicked fun game, and run away as well. So they're just going to run further away. Let me ask you this. What happens when you run the opposite direction from your dog? Your dog comes towards you. Uh, it's sort of a natural little fun game they play, uh, especially in a confident, calm dog that's happy and being nice and relaxed around you and has been around you for such a long time as well. So what I want you guys to do is actually practice your recall, uh, but don't just be like, oh, great. Yeah, no, my dog's recall is fantastic already. He comes back you know, some of the time. Even if your dog comes back most of the time. Now, if anyone ever says that they can train 100% perfect recall every time, I I just, I, I will show you a liar because <laughs> there is always going to be that one time when the dog's distraction is way too high and you are not going to be able to get their attention. My dog is damn good trained and his recall is fantastic. There are still some things that we struggle with. Um, so... There is definitely, definitely work to be had there, and look, that's that's my bad. I should uh, I should be jumping on these things quicker, but sometimes I'm just enjoying him so much that I don't do it. So 
Um, Nina and Andrew, what I want you guys to do is practice on a short lead, just moving away from Max, and as he moves towards you, I just want you to use your reward marker that you chose. So just for example, if you guys chose Tick, you move back from Max, Max starts moving towards you. While he's still moving towards you, I want you to say the word Tick, then go for your food and feed him. Let him know that he's done the right thing. Just do that a few repetitions. Um, don't wear him out too much. So every time he's moving towards you while you're moving backwards, say the word. Once he starts getting, uh, figures out what he, what he's doing, you can start throwing in your recall word, whether you want that word to be heal, come, hear, um, anything that's not really his name, because if you're using his name as a recall, he is having so much practice throughout the day um, of day-to-day life of working out how to ignore that recall because how many people come over and say, oh, how's Max going? He's not coming to them. There you go. He's just ignored it then. Oh, yeah, Max is doing really well. Hey, have you got Max's dinner? Hey, where's Max? Have you seen Max? What's Max doing over there? Hey, Max, are you sniffing that? Every time you say his name, he's learning to ignore it. So I would definitely choose a word that only just means that. So for my dog sticks, it's come means come. Um, And I've paired that with a hand signal, which is the two fingers high up in the air. So again, if I'm at the park and he's you know, over the other side or whatever, I can get his attention by saying his name, hey, Stixie, and he looks at me and I hold my hand up in the air and then he comes. Um, and then so what I want you guys to do is when he's there moving towards you, so you move back, he moves towards you. Uh, let's say you've chosen come, for example, come, tick, and then feed him. So you've said your word, he's doing the action, you're rewarding him for that action, bang. Now, he gets really good at it in the backyard. And he probably will because there's not a lot of distractions. I want you to do this in all different environments. If you're terrified of him getting out the front door or out in the front yard and things like that, um, practice it there. So wherever you want to take him and wherever you want to have him off lead and have this reliable, practice it there on lead first and then work to a longer lead and then in safe environments, practice it off lead once he's ready. A lot of people go, oh yeah, my dog's great at it and just let them go. It's like, yeah, of course they are. You did it in the backyard, no distractions. You've taken him down to the dog park and they've just rushed, you know, a dog that didn't need to be rushed or something like that. Um, so you're not setting your dog up for success. So if you, um, set, set, pretty much that, set your dog up for success there. Aim really low and he'll do really good. I say that for your own benefit because as you start to progress through this, you'll get to a point where you'll think, oh, my dog should just be doing this, and I want to discourage you from being disgruntled. You've got to always remember that we're teaching them. So every now and then, like I just think, oh my God, I freaking train dogs. My dog should know better. But that's the worst attitude to have because just because my do- I train dogs doesn't mean my dog gets it all. How many people out there know a school teacher whose, student, whose uh, kids aren't fantastic at school like it, it does happen like again the mechanics car my dog he's great i put a lot of effort in with other people's dogs and i do a lot of uh, effort about calm and relaxed so the other thing that i want you guys to do is start rewarding max for doing not much so just chilling out so you're in the front yard have him on a lead or something and just reward him for doing nothing um this is something that we we specialize in down at sit happens we call this one cafe style training because what is that perfect cafe dog look like? He's just chilling out, not interacting with anything, just happy to watch the world go by, which is a fantastic tool to have in your belt. Because if you have your dog somewhere where there's lots of things for them to interact with, whether it be other dogs, people, uh, children, all sorts of things, 
they want to interact with the world. But if you can teach your dog to just watch the world, it's going to be so much easier to get them to relax. So a nice, calm, relaxed dog is going to be much easier to train. Now, I'm not saying don't let them play with anything. Of course, they're dogs. They're going to want to play. So you can then later on introduce a play cue or something like that, which we can talk about at a later date. But So if you guys practice that come when called, and of course, correct me if I've just taken your question and run with it to something completely different because... um. I sometimes do that and I get a little bit uh, sidetracked as I get passionate as I go along because it's, we're talking about dogs. I'm going to get freaking passionate. <laughs> so yeah, dog of the week this week is young young nine-year-old Max Sclafani. So thank you so much, guys, for one, listening, two, for interacting with the show because that's what this is all about. The more you guys get out of it, the more I'm going to put into it. Um and it's it's just like that. If you reach out to me, I will help you in any way, shape, or form. And like I said, I'm going to be putting up a video later of how to teach that reward marker, so you can start using it straight away. Uh, and yeah, I, and of course, I would love to have uh, Max's owners onto the show uh, in a couple of weeks and just see how Max is progressing as we move on. And uh, as always, if there's any questions you guys would like to ask me, please feel free to send an email through to at dogs, uh, send, no, not at dogs, send an email through to dogsbestfriendpod at gmail.com or you can follow me on Twitter and you can follow me there at at dogsbfpod. And of course, shoot me through a question there, DM it, put it publicly. It doesn't matter. I'll have a look at it and I'll either answer you there or answer you on the show or on the YouTube or Periscope or somewhere. We'll find a way to work together. Uh, and of course, I am Beach, and you can find me at the BG Boy. Um, there's a couple of other little side projects I do, like Comic BS, things like that. Uh, so if you're into comic books, yeah, jump on, check that out. Uh, I'm going to be changing up the format of that show soon as well. And um, yeah, so guys, get out there, enjoy your dogs, have a freaking blast with them because, yeah, you know, they say that dogs are man's best friend, but to be honest, we're dogs' best friends as well. So get out there, enjoy your dogs, and I cannot wait to hear from each and every one of you about your dogs. Thank you very much, and have a great week, everyone. Bye. To unfold, we'll show you something I didn't mean to break and fall in love. Minutes away, minutes away, I can't wait for the rest of my life. I'm so glad you knew me. Whoa, wish that we could. I'm so glad you knew me. Whoa, wish that we could. <laughs> Hot World <laughs>